Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Yeah, I went there. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that before. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Voice Coach Podcast. Today I'm going to take a bit of a deviation from them and talk a little bit about generally dealing with nerves when speaking in public or for a podcast or even an interview or something in the press because it's something that keeps coming up in um, Facebook groups and speaker forums and it happens to us all, you know. I think the amount of people out there who could very much be like, I don't get nervous, I'm fine. I could probably count on one hand or or less. (laughs) Let's face it, nerves are uh, a blimmin' pain in the, well, voice (laughs) in this case. Um, And as I've already said, I want to start by saying we all get them. So if you're listening to this feeling like you're the only one in the world struggling with this, like it often does feel when we have these issues that are related to anxiety, please know you're not alone. Even the most experienced of, of speakers get nerves. It might not feel like nerves to them anymore, but it's definitely there. Jeepers, I always get nervous and that's okay. What I want to do with this episode really is give you a few tips on how to handle those nerves. Not get rid of them because, to be honest, I think it's impossible and I also don't think it's altogether necessary or useful when you're in that heightened situation to be completely devoid of any nerves or anxiety about the situation. But I think, you know, if we understand what nerves are and why they're there, that's a pretty good start. Now, it's basically a fight or flight thing again, isn't it? It's our body protecting us. Nerves are caused by the sympathetic nervous system being activated in the presence of danger. You know, they release a sudden burst of hormones and that leads to an increase of adrenaline in the body, which is prepping us for that fight or flight response, harking back to our cave person days. I've popped a link in the show notes to a nice wee article about fight or flight if you'd like some more details. But for our purposes, you know, the knock-on effect of the body of that particular reaction is tension. (laughs) And as I've said many, many times, tension is not great for the voice or your state of mind. But when we're in that fight or flight, it's our body priming itself for whether we stay to take on that threat or whether we're fleeing the threat. Of course, that danger that your body is preparing you for, in the case of speakers, is the audience or the listener, or maybe the interviewer, depending on 
what it is you're talking about. But let's not be reductive. It's very easy to say that. On a real level, a very real level, it probably feels like that danger is also the danger of like potential damage to your professional reputation or position. It could be concerns about what your colleagues or your peers or your audience might feel about you. That's okay and natural. And it could also be related to your personal reputation in the space and the relationships in your life. I mean, how often have you had a bit of that nervous feeling when you need to have the talk (laughs) with a mate or a family member? The point is, these dangers feel very real to us, even if it's not a giant, woolly, mammoth-shaped danger anymore. And that's okay. We're only human. We should feel nerves. I think you're a very normal person if you feel nerves. It's also interesting to think about the other times when we feel those adrenaline rushes, because it's not always like a negative nervesy situation. I feel that bubble in my stomach and that shake and that tension when I fall in love or when I'm excited to see a friend or when I'm just about to do something that I know is a bit risky and scary, but not in that sort of horrific way. Like some people say they have that feeling when they're just about to go on a roller coaster. Now, does knowing that having nerves is normal make it any easier to deal with? Not at all. Sure, that'd be, that would be much too easy a fix and a very short podcast episode. But it's an important narrative to tell your brain, you know, who in the meantime, as you experience those nerves, is giving you all the cool symptoms. <laughs> so let's have a little tick box. This could be a drinking water game, couldn't it? Have a sip of water if you ever get these symptoms when you're nervous. Increased heart rate. Drink. Sweaty palms. Classic. Nausea, diarrhea, sorry if you're having a snack, skin flushing, that redness in the skin, the shakes, God, they're awful, aren't they? And basically, you feel totally out of control of your body. There's a lovely bit in Find Your Voice by Caroline Goiter. Shout out to Caroline. I think I read out from this one last time. <laughs> you can tell you can tell the phases of uh, practitioner geeking out I'm going through during these pods, can't you? So much to choose from in the way of amazing voice books. Anyway, Caroline says... Let's have a look here. When life ups the ante, it can have some very audible, very visible effects on your speech. And these changes can feel totally beyond your control. Your throat tightens, your breathing becomes shallow, your heart races, your voice shakes along with your hands and sometimes your legs too. It's all so exposing. I think that's it really, in a nutshell. Exposing the out-of-control feeling that you go through. Perhaps, you know, not knowing if your voice will be there for you when you open your mouth because of these nerves. Do you sound like yourself in these environments when you speak or do you feel like you sound like someone else? Can people hear your voice shaking or see your hands trembling? It's fucking terrifying. And the voice-specific knock-on effect of nerves is usually things like Caroline said, you know, feeling like you're out of breath, which makes you feel like you don't have the power to get the voice out. Sometimes it's speaking in a higher pitch, people feeling like they go a little bit higher than usual, which can be really off-putting and of course is related to tension. Another one is having a little croak or like a flip in the tone, like the voice gets a little bit wobbly. And even getting your words mixed up or feeling a bit tongue-tied, it's all tension-related. 
Now, we can tackle these things in two ways, I think. Well in advance of the speaking, in the run-up to the big moment. So if you know you get nervous, there are things you can do well in advance to help yourself. And then also in the moment when you're doing it, when that rush of adrenaline can just appear and knock you off your feet once you poke your head around the corner and see the audience or suddenly realise you're on air at the BBC. So let's think about a few things you can do pre the speaking day, right in advance to be ready and psychologically tell your body that you got this and that you're a little bit more in control. Step one, I think, has to be own your nerves. Like, don't try and hide them or pretend they don't happen. Own them. They're going to happen. You know they happen. And like we've said, that is okay. It's a, hello, I'm, insert name here, and I get nervous. And that's okay. (laughs) It's okay because it's an instinctive reaction. You've just got to start thinking, oh good, my body's looking after me. I'd be more worried if you didn't know what nerves were (laughs) in some form. So you're not going to chide yourself for them or ignore them or put yourself through the ringer. You're going to put them in the spotlight. You're going to say, hey nerves, there you are. I see you. I feel you. (laughs) Thanks for looking after me. Really appreciate it, mate. But you're a part of my speaking experience and I got this. Now, that's going to take some time. But again, it's about the narrative you tell your brain. Instead of going, oh, my God, I get nervous. What am I going to do with the nerves? It's like, oh, okay, I recognize that feeling. There go my hands. My tummy's a bit bubbly. My knees are a bit shaky. What's happening to my voice? Where's my breath gone? It's nerves. Okay, I see you. That's fine. Right, next thing to do then, if you know they're going to happen, like I said earlier, you can literally prepare your body for them. I mean, I mentioned earlier the main knock-on effect at the heart of nerves and all the effects of nerves on the voice is tension. And what don't we want in speaking? Tension. You can prepare your body in readiness for the inevitable tension that you're going to experience from that nervous reaction. So make sure your pre-speaking or recording or interview or presentation ritual includes lots of release work spine rolls, semi-supine breath work, side stretches, shoulder rolls, neck stretches. Get some body work in there. Get the entire body released much more than you think you might need to. And also make sure you're including release of the articulators in there too to avoid any tongue tangling situations that might appear. So check out some tongue release work, some lip release, some soft palate release. Get rid of as much tension as you can in the days running up to the event. And when they do happen in the run-up to your engagement prep, like I have some clients in sort of presentation coaching who feel it even when they're in sessions with me, they think, God, I feel nervous just thinking about it. I feel nervous just getting ready for it. And I do think that's normal as well. And in that situation, the narrative has been, take a deep breath. But actually what you need to do, as I've said in a previous episode, I think it was 14 Uh, Focus on the out-breath. You know, we talked in Ep 14 about how important the out-breath is for talking as it preps us nicely for that really reflexive, easy in-breath. Well, it's the same here. Let the out-breath go, release the abs and allow the breath to drop back in. Don't think about taking in deep breaths. Don't think about huge, big in-breaths. Think about lower belly-released in-breaths. Right, so that's what you can do before the day. Now, on the day when you're presenting or recording or performing, try these little hacks for dealing with your nerves. Number one, like I said, out breath, just release a sigh. Take a pause, let out a sigh, be in the space. Your body will want to run. (laughs) 
because <laughs> that's its instinct. But a sigh of relief just says to the body, nah, mate, we're okay, we got this. Subconsciously, if not consciously. Next thing is lots of lip trills. Literally before you go on stage or before you start recording. They're really great for regulating the airflow, releasing the lips and encouraging full vocal fold closure, which will really help to combat that croaky kind of flip in the voice that we get sometimes. Next thing, ground yourself. And I mean that in both the kind of um, CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, in the moment sense. I've popped an article in the show notes there if you're like, I've no idea what you're talking about, mate. And also just grounding in the sense of physically feeling the floor, which we love in voice work, feeling really present and connected to the floor. One way of actually doing these at the same time I find helps clients is to sort of plant your feet hip width apart, focus on feeling the front and the back of the feet make contact with the floor. Some people actually imagine around the edges of the feet are all in contact with the floor, which is quite nice. But it's basically about making sure your weight is evenly distributed over the whole of the foot and wiggle your toes. So the weight distribution brings your energy down, brings your centre of gravity feeling like it's much further down in the body. And the wiggling of the toes gives you a wee something to feel in your body which is an excellent technique for just bringing you into that moment again. And another wee tip, if it's a live presentation in front of an audience, use the pause to see the crowd. This is, yes, terrifying because I know for some people there's an instinct or a desire to not look at people, to kind of just stare above the heads. But I feel like facing the crowd is a much stronger way of dealing with it. There's a great technique actually where in public speaking where you split the audience into three and you can even pick one friendly looking face in each third because there'll be one. And you can use that pause to just slowly see that middle third, move your head a bit, see the left third, move your head a bit, see the right third, come back into the middle, let that sigh out, maybe even wiggle those toes and then start. And your audience will think, God, they're in control, aren't they? Even if inside you're like, oh, let me leave. Oh, dear God, the woolly mammoth. It's about presenting a particular state of mind to the listener. It's our responsibility to make the listener feel comfortable in our presence. And a pause and an outbreath and a grounding of yourself is a really great way to do that. Okay, so let's briefly recap for the old nerves and what to do when we get nervous speaking. Own them. (laughs) Don't try and ignore them. We all do it and it's normal. Congratulations. Number two, prep for them. Release, release, release. The body, the articulators, try and find release of tension in advance of when you're speaking. Lip trills are your best friend. They're a catch-all exercise for the voice, the breath, the articulators. They're brilliant. And that's this in case you're like, I don't know what a lip trill is, Nick. It's horse lips with a glide up and down your pitch range. Might take a bit of practice, but I believe in you. So lip trills, remember them. Feel the floor, find that stability and connection to the ground. That's how we counteract the flight feeling. And use the pause. Don't be afraid of it. It's terrifying. Yes, completely terrifying. (laughs) Even in podcasts now, I'm like, I can't let there be any stillness. There can't be any dead air or pausing. Need to keep stuff going. But using the pause is really powerful. So give it a go. Okay, I was trying to demonstrate pausing there. (laughs) Now, take a little element of that and try it out next time you get nervous or next time you are anticipating nerves. 
And I will see you next episode when we continue with our voice training crack. Make sure you check the show notes for various articles and some books on public speaking and stage fright as well, which is quite useful. But yeah, good luck. And I'll be back soon. P.S. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there.